A very special thanks to our $5 fans, Andrew Anker, Carl Nelson, Stephen Fox, David McCreeth, Brendan Atkins, and Dom and Maria. Let's Make Mistakes is brought to you this week by Littlecast, I Want My Name, and Adobe Typekit. Hey, Mike, what's up? I got a cold. You have a cold again? Uh, yeah. Didn't you just have a cold like three episodes ago? I did. And I got to know, it's not like a Zeldman cold. <laughs> What's a Zeldman cold? It's one of those colds that, you know, you have for like 50 years. Zeldman is the one who wears that hat, right? <clears throat> yeah. He's the guy who wears the hat. He's also on our network. I knew that. The Big Web Show. I've heard of which it. Which you should also be listening to. I listen to. to it. Everybody should listen to The Big Web Show. It's a good show. Um, today on... Uh, well, today on... Let's Make Mistakes. Let's Make Mistakes. That's where you are, Jesse. That's where I am. Let's Make Mistakes. I am not drunk right now. Oh, um, are you drunk? No, I am absolutely Seriously? not. Seriously? <laughs> not yet. Because we talked about that. <laughs> no, I'm not drunk. <laughs> There's still time. Mike said we couldn't drink on the podcast. Why does Mike get to make all the rules? Because it's Mike's podcast. <laughs> uh, today on Let's I also make- said oh. you couldn't drink before the podcast, I didn't. to be clear. No. <laughs> I was at work. All right. Well, I was working from home. Oh, God. Um, so there's an, what, 60% chance that you might be drunk. Buckle you up, would, you listeners. Would you would know. Uh, today on Let's Mistakes, we have a very special guest, uh, Maya Henderson. Hi, guys. Hey, Maya. Maya is uh, uh, an old friend of mine, an old coworker of mine, an old roommate of mine. And now, now we're just friends. Just normal. Just friends. I got demoted. You, you just got downgraded. Yeah, quickly. seriously. Thanks a lot, Jesse. You're like an old OS. Look, we've moved on. Wow. Wow. Should I just go? I think so. <laughs> Can we all go? But, nice. <laughs> uh, what What do you do, Maya? I Let's work. Tell the people. Because they don't know. All of the people. Tell mm-hmm. all of the people. All of the... All eight of our listeners. All of the eight 45-year-old men. Yeah. So is, are we still doing that Lady Vember thing? Yeah, of course. Might, this might... is episode two of Lady Vember. All right. Why Has, are we doing this? Um, to to uh, try and get more ladies on the show. And more more importantly, maybe more lady listeners. Lady we, listeners. We did have one lady sponsor this week. That's a That's a step up. Have you I mean, found- I mean, I'm sorry, a, a lady $5 fan, Oh, which I think of is like a, a, a tiny sponsor. <laughs> Have you found that part? you've gotten any more lady listeners since Lady Vember has started? I don't know that we've run the numbers yet. So um, no. But I'd like, you know what? No. No. <laughs> <Hey>. no. <laughs> Maybe more lady appreciation. Mm. I don't know. I'm going to be hopeful. So Mike, to answer your question. Um, I work at Square, and I build all the offices for Square. What does that mean, you build all the offices for Square? So whenever Squares need a place to work, I find a space for them to work, and then design it, and then build it. So I do all of our real estate and architecture and construction. How much real estate does Square have? That's a great question. We have... Thank you, Maya. You're welcome, Mike. I'll answer your question right now. Uh, We have a little bit... Um, in Tokyo, we have some in New York, we have some in Atlanta, and then our biggest headquarters is right here in San Francisco. And you design the space? Yes. How does one get into that? 
One gets into that by accident. Most people train for it, go to school for it, get a degree. I was one of those people who kind of right place at the right time. Square just needed a bigger space. I was there, and so I did it. So what do you, um, what goes into designing a space for somebody? That's a huge question. I could ask you the same about an app or a website. Sure, but I asked you first, and we're <laughs> talking to you, and it's gonna, you're going to answer about space. So when you need to design a space for somebody, first you need to know who your client is and what their needs are. I feel like very similar to what you guys do at Pacific Hellman at Mule. So it's all about talking to our employees and finding out what would be the best space for them. What what does their work environment need to be in order for them to do their best work? Does that mean um, beanbag chairs and slides? Gross. And uh, and cornhole? Gross. Gross. No. No, I'm not a huge fan of beanbags or slides or cornholing. No, foosball, ping pong? No. <clears throat> no. Try to keep it a little classier. What kind of startup is this? A fancy one? I mean, that's, you know, I see a lot of, I see a lot of pictures of, uh, of other startup offices and they do have things like ball pits. Um, and so it's interesting that Square has chosen not to go down that, that route. And there's usually a kitchen area that looks like somebody just wheeled over one of the random shelves from Costco full of snacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> snacks at startups, I think, have exploded in the last couple of years. Um, we just started getting a bunch of the snacks that they have on Virgin America planes, which I'm personally very excited about because that's one of the best part of flying Virgin America is all the great snacks. So now we have those at work and the safety video. Don't. We don't have a safety video at Square yet. So you don't have beanbag chairs? No. Or cornhole? Or cornhole, or slides, or... What do you have? We have beautiful outdoor spaces. We have beautiful conference rooms, big open spaces for people to work. We have a beautiful restaurant. We have all kinds of great stuff. Why do you, why do you need all that? We have a lot what, of... Why does it matter? We have a lot of employees... And I think that it's really important for people to work in a space that they're proud of and a place that they feel happy to come to every day. Your office also represents your company's culture. So when you have a guest come in and they look around your space, it's kind of your opportunity to show them what your company looks like, what your company wants to represent itself as. So just like how the clothes that you wear are an opportunity for you to represent who you are as a person. Yes, they are. <laughs> the way that your office looks is an opportunity for your company to represent what their culture is like and what the company's like. So I think that it's really important for our office to reflect the same kind of design principles as, as our app and as our company. So that's what we strive to do with our office design. And what are those design principles? Our design principles are we like to make sure that Whenever you're interacting with something that's square, that it feels very simple and clean and elegant, and that when you're interacting with it, there's not a lot of junk in the way, that you can do exactly what you need to do and get in and get out. So at Square, there aren't a lot of cornholes laying around and zip lines and things that could get in the way. I can think of one cornhole. <laughs> I'm sure you can. So... What happens then if you hire somebody and on the first day of work, they come in with a giant box full of knickknacks and crap and start decorating their space in a way that's 
counter to the design culture there at Square. That's fine. Everybody has their own space that they can do with what they wish. Um, and so we have a lot of people that do that, bring in tchotchkes from trips and pictures of their kids and all that kind of stuff. And that's great. Shows off a little piece of who you are. So your own space, you can decorate however you want. Absolutely. Are there any boundaries with that? Like, can you build a hut over your cubicle? We haven't had anybody do that yet. All right. So you'll get, that's, that's something you'll cross when you get to it. Yes, exactly. Has, right. has everything, anything ever come close? Have you ever had like a debate with somebody like, do you have an HR department? We do have an HR department, but getting HR involved in if someone tries to build a hut over their <laughs> desk, I wouldn't feel good about that. I, I feel think like. once upon a time you were the HR department, right? Yeah. And the company was like two people big. Yeah. When I, I started at Square really early and so there wasn't an HR department. So just by de facto, I became the HR department, but I stayed the HR department until we had about a hundred employees, which was way too long. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad I don't do that anymore. But if someone tried to build a hut over their desk, I would just go have a chat with them and find out what they wanted to do and if we could help them make it because it sounds kind of cool. So if I can get involved and help them design and build it, then they'll have a hut over their desk, but it will still feel and look square. And then everyone wins. Square actually has... Uh, Mike, have you been to the, any of the Square offices before? No, I haven't. Well, you should go and take some free food. Um, uh, uh, but they have these interesting little workspaces uh, that Maya kind of origi originated the design for in this startup culture community, yeah. at least, called Cabanas. Yeah. So Jesse's talking... That's exactly right. They're Cabanas. They're these cool structures or these freestanding structures that are kind of like a cabana that you'd find next to a pool where they have a roof and three sides and they're open on one side and they have this nice squishy padding on the inside, this really nice upholstery um, and there's glass on one of the walls. So you can go in there and you can kind of bunker down and hang out and it feels like a private space, but people can still look in and then it's really easy to get in and out. It doesn't necessarily look like a, like a poolside cabana. It looks more like a diner booth with a roof over it. And that's exactly where the inspiration came from. There's this uh, diner called 13 Coins in Seattle Double bucket of clams. Double. We got we got the double bucket last time. When you open up the menu, the first thing on the menu is bucket of clams. Second thing on the menu, double bucket of clams. Thirteen coins, twenty four hours a day. It's pretty multiple great. Multiple locations in Washington. That sounds pretty good. So this is great. It's the, all like rappers and like football players <laughs> and after hours and soccer moms and soccer moms. <laughs> Those after hour soccer moms. So when you go into Thirteen Coins, um, they have these diner booths that are in the center of the space but they have super, super high backs and walls around them. So when you're, they're just in the center of the, of the restaurant, but when you walk into one and sit down, you feel like you're in your own little private space. And I loved that concept. So that was what I brought into our office and then tweaked it. So it, we weren't having literal uh, diner booths in our office. It was something slightly different. How do you get this stuff made? We Wait, work with, uh, with local mill workshops. So we have this great mill workshop that's local in San Francisco and, we go and talk to them and we sketch out ideas and they tell us what we can and can't do. And then we get stuff built. Cool. Yeah. Now, Maya, last year um, I had the pleasure of bringing you along uh, to Disneyland for your very first time, which you were very, very skeptical about. Yes. Uh, until maybe four or five hours into the trip when you started crying <laughs> and laughing. Yes. Um, now, that's a place where kind of the experience and the design of everything, um, may, like, has that influenced you at, at all in building on office spaces? Or? Absolutely. Yeah. So when I was growing up, my mom 
um, never took us to Disneyland because we have family all over Europe. And so my sister and I would beg, could we go to Disneyland? And she would say, well, do you want to go to Paris or do you want to go to Disneyland? Paris. I know. The worst, right? (laughs) So Disneyland. So I never made it to Disneyland until last year when Jesse um, and our friends kind of just kidnapped me and took me there. And it was glorious. But exactly what Jesse's talking about, the level of operational excellence at that place is unbelievable. Completely blew my mind. Um, The fact that everything stays perfectly pristine and clean and constantly running all the time is amazing. Like there was this little kid, couldn't have been more than four, who had an ice cream cone. And he did that classic kid ice cream cone thing where you lick it and the whole ice cream just falls onto the sidewalk. Kids happens to Mike every time. So he's holding his little cone, like tears running down his face. And then out of nowhere, three Disney employees, or excuse me, cast members. You hope. (laughs) They looked pretty legit. Come out of nowhere and kind of have this little flurry of action around him where they clean up the ice cream, like move him off to the side, dry his tears, and another cast member comes and brings him a new ice cream cone and they reunite him with his family all within like 20 seconds. It just happened. Um, so little little details like that just Are blew sure my that mind. Are you sure wasn't just one of like the little shows that they have? It could have been. Like the trolley car newsboy song thing. The kid ice cream cone show at 335 yeah. in the main square. Yeah. yeah. There was another, I, I think in California Adventure, I can't remember if you were there or not, but this lady fainted and like the staff members at Disneyland formed like a human tent around her. Well, they figured out her situation. So, like, you couldn't see what was happening. And just instantly started redirecting traffic and then also put, like, a balloon guy in front of her. So people people were distracted. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Really good at conflict management and not freaking out about stuff, which is impressive. So how long were you friends with Jessie before she took you to Disneyland? I've known Maya since she was in high school. We just remember that the other day. So, and it took you that long <laughs> to take her to Disneyland? Well, I, I hadn't I hadn't even gone myself. I went for the first time in 10 years last year, like last February. Oh, I didn't know that you'd taken such a long hiatus. Yeah. Why? Just, what was the cause of that? Um, being poor. The la- I mean, no, I'm sorry. It hadn't been 10 years. It had been like maybe seven or something. I went my senior year of high school. Um, <coughs> like, and so it was paid for. Which was by- how long ago? <laughs> Um, it is exactly how many, uh, I, I hadn't been there in seven years as of last year. So that's how many years you're uh, a, you're a Disney fan, right? Mike? Yeah. You were in high school seven years ago. No, uh, last year I was in high school seven years ago. So this year. Oh, okay. That ago. is a huge difference. <laughs> it is when you're talking the difference between seven and eight years. <laughs> Speaking of age, it's Jesse's birthday today. Except it won't be by the time anyone hears this. Mm. Yeah. Just kidding. But it is right now. It is right now. What did you do for your birthday? Nothing. Yet. Yet. Well, I think that I'm going to dinner with my friends afterwards. I'm not quite sure. She is. Got this, a little surprise planned. This was the only thing I planned for my birthday, Mike. That was very nice of you. I know. <sighs> So, uh, so back to um, Disneyland, kind of shaping how you think about experiences and places. Yeah. Is there anything in the New Square office that maybe reflects your 
<laughs> your journeys to Disneyland Ooh, that's a- or any other, you know, countries that you've been to. <laughs> a lot of people are like, I was so inspired in India. Like, you went to Disneyland. Uh, yeah, I've never been to India. Definitely don't have any Indian influences in the new office. To like Adventureland? That's kind of close. Yeah, that's close. Yeah. Not at all. Um, influences from Disneyland. Um, I think that we rethought how our users and our users are my coworkers, how our users interact with the space and trying to provide that slightly higher level of customer service. Mm-hmm. So we built specific spaces um, for when employees need something. Like let's say an employee spilled coffee all over their laptop. Instead of just walking over to the IT team's desk. Then three ladies in vests and tags come in, clean it up. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Instead of just going over and bothering the IT team, we actually built out a specific space that's much like a genius bar for people to get help. Um, same thing with like, we built out this really great mailroom and that sounds silly, but instead of uh, an employee like going into a mailroom themselves and like shuffling through boxes, we have this beautiful mailroom and there's somebody that's working there um, most of the day. And so you can go up and you can go say hi to Annie and she'll get you your letters. And it's just kind of providing a slightly level slightly higher level of uh, customer service than we were in our old space. And I think that that was probably definitely inspired by Disneyland because it's so nice when you have an issue or you need something and you don't know where to go and there's some charming person in a vest that comes over and takes care of your takes care of what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So that's what you do uh, instead of slides and ball pits. Yeah. Hey, um, this seems like a good time to thank one of our sponsors. Sure. Uh, I want my name. Uh, amazingly simple domain registration and DNS management, Jesse. Everybody needs that. Endless domain hack possibilities with extensions like .io, so you could do fun things like MuleRaid.io. One-click domain installation to more than 100 of the best platforms on the web, including Squarespace, Google Apps, and Bitly link shortening, and... They are located in beautiful Wellington, New Zealand. I've never been. I have. And I'm going again. And I can tell you that Wellington is indeed beautiful. Gosh darn it. I want to go. You go for Webstock, right? Yeah. And the people are friendly. Friendly. Unlike these people here in San Francisco. Friendlier than Disneyland? They are very friendly. Uh, And Let's Make Mistakes listeners get 10% off their first domain purchases. Purchase at IWantMyName.com slash Rupert. How cute is that? It's pretty adorable. Slash Rupert. That's my stupid dog. How's little Rupert doing? Did you see, have you seen Rupert? Yeah, I heard he he had another kind of tumble. A run in with death again. Man, that dog. How's he doing? He's all right. He's healing. He survives everything. He jumped out of a two-story window. He's gotten hit by a car, attacked by a pit bull. He eats chicken off of the streets. Sounds like a rapper. <laughs> he is. And I think are, you guys are making a t-shirt, right? Yeah. And, uh, well, by the time this airs, it'll be too late to buy it. Oh. <laughs> well, can we, just, can we talk about it anyway? Because it's a cool t-shirt. We got Ape Lad to do a drawing of it, mm-hmm. of Rupert. And it's it's a Chug Life t-shirt because Rupert's a Chug. Yep. So perfect for his rapper lifestyle. Exactly. Does he have a grill? He should have a grill for that oh, little underbite. Oh, that'd be adorable. That would be adorable, Just a little it? bottom grill? Yeah. I could say Rupert and diamonds or Swarovski crystals. 
I don't even know what that is. Don't worry about it. Okay. Oh, speaking of Swarovski crystals. I think I just got burned. <laughs> speaking of Swarovski crystals. I can't wait to see where you're going with this. I just started watching, well, several new television shows, none of which Mike has seen, I know. This is the part where we go into Lady Vember. You can you can check your phone. You can check Twitter if you want, Mike. Um, I recently watched an episode of a show called My Big Fat American Gypsy Wedding. I would like to just say that Katrina, my friend Katrina, put it on on my television, and so I did not. That's racist. I by did the not. Way. I did not choose it, but it's crazy. They uh, the uh, the. Um, People in it, the girls get married between the ages of 15 to 17 and have these like $10,000 dresses commissioned that are covered in like 100,000 Swarovski crystals. And it's totally nuts. Did you know that there is this apparent like, ring of wedding dress stealers? No. Because you can resale wedding dresses for a ton of money. And so it's actually really common for people's wedding dresses to get stolen. Who like 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 out of their houses or like out of the like the wedding reception area when they change? Normally, people are at like a hotel or something. Mm-hmm. This just happened to one of November's our November's only a month, people. <laughs> we can stop talking about wedding dresses. No, no, go for it. What was the other um, TV show that you watched? Um, I just started watching a television show called Rain on the CW, and it's great. It's littered with historical inaccuracies. And amazing clothing and teenage style drama. That sounds fantastic. It really is. I highly recommend it to anybody. Uh, Huffington Post <laughs> called it a cross between Gossip Girl and the Tudors. Hmm. Uh, Great endorsement. Yeah. I wish they were sponsoring this episode. That's lovely. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, what were we talking about before sponsor read? We were still talking about... We're talking about Disneyland. The, the D-Land. We're actually... actually uh, we are actually going to be going to Disneyland on Saturday. Yes. In honor of fun. In honor of your birthday. That's awesome. Yes. We're going to get you a birthday pin. It's going to be great. How's Twitter, Mike? It's great. Is there anything interesting or anything, anything good? Anything special happening? No, not particularly. Anything breaking? No. Just keep going. Right. I, have a, I have a lady question for you. All right. So I was thinking about this. How it's the whole women in tech conversation mm-hmm. that's, Here we ha- go. that's happening there's how there's no there's no ladies in tech or excuse me women in tech um and there is no women but there are tons of ladies i think ladies. Is how it works. Oh, god help us all. <laughs> so i am a woman i work for a tech company but i'm not a woman in tech i think you are okay you're in the tech industry i'm in the tech industry but i've been told that i'm not a, a woman in tech who told you that was it a man in tech? It was a man in tech. <laughs> well, there you go. Because because I don't have a technical. I'm doing air quotes right now because I don't have a technical role. Neither oh, does Mike. That. Mike is not a woman in tech. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm going to agree with her there. <laughs> okay. So I was asking because I was curious what you guys thought, but it sounds like your ruling is that if you are a woman and you work and you do anything for a, for a tech, tech company, company, then you're a woman in tech. Yes. Absolutely, that's the industry that you work in. Like I even, I'd even venture to say that, like, uh, our lawyer Gabe is a lawyer in tech, even though he works for a law firm. I think like, Gabe would agree with you. Yeah, because he exclusively like works on, like for tech companies, mm-hmm. and so I think that to be a part of an industry, I mean, like, if you work in like 
I don't know, if you're if you work at a bank, but you're not like a banker who's like handing cash to people, it doesn't mean that you're not like in the banking industry. Right, you work in the bank. So <laughs> women in tech is short for women in the technical industry. industry. And I think and that you it, are most definitely a woman in the technical industry. The reason it came up, the context was I was discussing a tech conference mm-hmm. with another person that I work with. And it was a women in tech conference. And he said, oh, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't go to that. Because I like how he tells you where you can go and where you can't, Maya. <laughs> because because it's going to be a, it's a technical conference. So he said, so why would you want to go to a tech a technical conference if I mean, you're not? Yeah, and I understand if it's a wouldn't you rather make him some biscuits? Barefoot in the kitchen, mm-hmm. absolutely. I can understand if it's like a developer conference. Was this Jack? No. <laughs> no, I, I I don't think Jack is that. I don't think that Jack is that foolish. Uh, especially to female employees telling them that they're not in the tech industry no. when they clearly work for his tech company. No. Um, uh, but I mean, like, even I go to developer conferences and I'm not a developer, but it's because, like, I'm in the industry. And so even though I lack the technical background, I still come away with a lot of knowledge that is important to my job because I'm around it all the time. Um, so then the question of, or the statement of there are no women in tech I think when people say that, they're talking about there aren't a ton of female engineers. But yes. there are a ton of women in tech. Yeah, there are tons. There are tons of them, but just not ones that people care to count, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the numbers are at any given company. I mean, do you have like a ratio at Square? Or are you allowed to say that? Or I think this isn't, this isn't exact, but I think that we're around, we're just north of like, 25 percent mm-hmm. so maybe around 30 but i yeah. don't know exactly so it's not even but it's not um terrible but, what is it here at mule right now mike it's it's at least 50 50 mm-hmm. and it used to be it used to be it used to be here. that I, I was the only guy here yeah and when i when that i was came a while ago to mule, I think that I I was hired right before the third guy, but there were two men and like eight women at Mule when I was hired on, or something like that. It was it was a mostly lady powered team. Mule is powered by ladies. Always has been. Well, I think I mean Mule Radio Syndicate MRS. It's the misses. Mm. The real origin of Mule Radio. Maybe maybe you guys should have a special like Mule holiday episode. Just like not on any certain podcast, but just like on the radio station. Get all the hosts together. Yeah, get all the hosts together. Like a Star Wars Christmas special. Oh, man. We can talk about that in just a second. But first. You know, B. Arthur was on that. Wait, what was she? Yes. Oh, she was. I've seen I've seen it. All two hours of that glorious Christmas special. I thought it was only half an hour. It's an hour and 45. Christ. It's very long. It's like It's like an entire movie star wars movie um just wanted to take a little break to talk about one of our other sponsors little cast which allows you to sell videos to facebook fans immediately increase revenue and fan interaction by selling your videos to facebook fans it is easy to use sign up and start selling videos in minutes and it's free so you can sign up for uh, little cast at littlecast.com slash mistakes Maya, did you have you did you watch were you there when we uh when when I watched oh, the yeah. Star Wars Christmas episode? Oh yeah. Okay, so we've all we've all seen this, correct? Mike, you've seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. The whole like <clears throat> I saw it when it first aired. 
the the Wookiee family grandpa like freaked me out. It's startling. It is. Isn't it's it? quite startling. And wasn't the whole thing free on the YouTube? It was all free on the internet. You can just find it's it. It's possibly the worst thing ever put on television. <laughs> what is it that they're celebrating? Like Life Day? So, yeah, something Day. like that. Oh, if if you guys at home have not seen the Star Wars Christmas special, or no, I'm sorry, not Christmas, holiday special, uh, I highly recommend Googling it and watching. It's a war on Christmas. <laughs> I don't re- really recommend watching the first 30 minutes because I think for 22 minutes, um, it is all it all takes place in the Wookiee household and nobody speaks English. And it's all just like, <sighs> no, you got to watch the whole thing. You, you got to you got to muscle through okay. it. Okay, watch the whole thing. But like make a make a party out of it. Like bring some cookies. It's because... a marathon. <laughs> bring some, yeah, bring some cookies. That, that'll help you. From that'll the, help you get through from it. The dispensary. <laughs> Seriously, you can't watch that unless you're high. Are we allowed to talk about that on Mule Radio? That seems high on fandom. Yeah. And on Fine. fandom for let's make mistakes. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so what's uh how's Ladyweb going? Ladyweb? Lady month. Lady Vember? What are we doing? Well you're the second you're the second week. Last week it was um our dear friend Amy Jane Gruber. Oh, she's the best. She, she the was best. all right. She was all right. She's been on this show like three times. She's been on she's every a, episode a of this show. Veteran. I wanted to know what she did with the box of hair. <laughs> Oh yeah! Like what did did she leave it there? Did she like sprinkle it over his keyboard? Did would she, you touch it? I would put gloves on. And I then, wouldn't touch it. Well, I mean, maybe she would though. She's no, she probably wouldn't. No, I don't even think he would touch his own hair. Oh, I think she said at that point she she left and then she made herself a screwdriver and she locked the door and vowed to never return or something along those lines. Probably. <laughs> she shook her fist in the air. Oh, drawers of hair. She's not the only one that's found them in home offices. Oh, I can't say anything more than that. Uh, but it's happened to many other people before. So uh, for this upcoming trip to Disneyland, Maya and myself and my company Pacific Helm uh, have been designing an applica- an iPhone application for our trip to Disneyland. Um, called Disneylanders. Uh, it's pretty great. It's uh. So this is this is one of the reasons I wanted to have Maya on the show. We know each other so well. We do silly things like design applications for our vacations. But now, since Jesse has a design firm, we can actually turn those silly ideas into reality, which is so just delightful. Mm-hmm. What we do at Disneyland is. One of the great things about going with Jesse is Jesse grew up very close to Disneyland, and so she's been what seven thousand times. Um, yeah, around there. I around thought there. you grew up in the Pacific Northwest. Um, I moved there when I was nine, but until I was eight, I lived in uh, Santa Ana, which is right next to Anaheim. So oh, okay. I lived. Um, I was able to see the fireworks from my backyard from New cool. Zealand. So this app that you that you. Uh, designed and built right so is this going to be available for other people or is it just for you um eventually we i think we're going to put it on the app store just because why not but we it's not going to be for our trip just because it takes forever to like submit to apple and get approved um but yeah we'll put it we'll put it on the app store it will make zero dollars maybe it will make five dollars from all of louis fans so what can i do with it so whenever we go to disneyland 
Um, since Jessie's been a billion times, she has a very specific strategy, which is fantastic for newbies like me, where I think the first time we ever went to Disneyland, we got in like, what, 26 attractions in the first day. Mm-hmm. Like it just, a, a, we did a ton of stuff. And so what Jessie would do is she would keep a record in her notes.app on her iPhone of the time when we would ride a ride and what the ride was. So then at the end of the day, we had a complete record of everything that we had done. Mm-hmm which is fun to look back upon. And actually, I think Maya and I just kind of do that on all of our vacations now because it's fun and it uh, makes you feel like you've accomplished a lot even though you are doing completely useless and meaningless tasks elsewhere. So the app. Oh, yes, the app. So what the app does is it has the list of all of the um, like rides and attractions and restaurants and shows built into the app and it lets you check them off so that you have a little counter of how many times you've done everything. And then you have a little like journal view of what your day looked like at Disneyland. Eventually there will also be social integration and fast pass scheduling when we get those features built in. Nice. It's pretty exciting. Have we compared strategies? I don't think we have. Should we talk strategy? Yeah, Especially talk since strategy. we're going like on Saturday. Definitely I gotta, talk get, I gotta get ready. <clears throat> Stretching a little bit. So you open and close, obviously. Oh, yeah. Right? You got to open the park. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now it's in winter hours, so you got one less hour, mm-hmm. which sucks. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, it closes at 11. One of the nights we're going to be there, it closes at midnight still. I think Saturday. Okay. But, but otherwise, it's a little earlier. So, um, opens at 8? Um, it opens at eight on Saturday and Sunday, I think. And then Monday, one of the days we're going to be there, it doesn't open until like nine or 10. Ooh. Yeah. Unless you stay on, on property. Yes. But the magic morning extra hour is only on like Thursdays, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and like Tuesday. It's only certain days. So Monday, we're kind of screwed. I mean, we're not screwed. We're going to be at Disneyland. We'll just have one less hour. We're going to be there Saturday to Tuesday, right? Yes. And so we're going to miss all of the magic morning extra hours. Yeah. So from where you stay, do you monorail in or do you go in through the gate? Well, we are going to be at Disneyland Hotel this time. Um, So we probably, well, no, we don't monorail in. We'll go through the gate because uh, I think that it's very important to go through at least the first time, especially since we're going to be with first timers. Um, I think that it's important to go through Main Street and then and then swing a right and go straight to Space Mountain. So, yeah, okay. So they screwed me last time. Oh no. So they open so they open the gate and they let you through Main Street. Mm-hmm. And then you wait by um by the Walt and Mickey statue. Mhm. For them to open the park. Mhm. So it used to be that you could go into the store that closest to Mickey and Walt mm-hmm. on the right hand side, mm-hmm. and there was an exit door there. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a like a Kodak store or something. Yeah, the camera store next to yeah. the fried chicken restaurant. And nobody knew that. Like everybody's just waiting out in the street, so mm-hmm. you can get right up to that door, mm-hmm. which puts you like forty steps closer to uh, to Space Mountain. Yeah, and you can actually. I mean, all of those stores that are on. Um, if I guess if you're exiting the park on the left side. You can almost get all the way from the Mickey statue to the entrance through the stores, which we figure right. out because you can go very, very right. fast. So if it's during so parade, you were doing, yeah. So yeah. you can skip all the people in the street, go through the stores, and end up at this door that puts you like 
basically right in front of the line. And as soon as they let pe start letting people through, mm -hmm. as soon as they pull down the barricade, you can take off. You go right to Space Mountain. You get a fast pass. And then you go on Space Mountain. And then Mountain. you go on. And then you go on again. Right. So yeah. you've ridden Space Mountain like twice before 8, 8, 8 a.m. Yeah. We usually start with a double space. Some <laughs> Last time we were there, <coughs> it was really real sad. Space Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain, which are two of my top two, were both down for the count. So, so sad. It was, it was real sad. So then when we were there, we just said, okay, we have to book another trip immediately. So that's what this November trip is because <sighs> Space and Thunder. Thunder was supposed to open in, um, on Halloween. Is it open yet? No, it's not oh, opening until December of 2014. What? So, uh, yeah, you know that like they they got in there and they were just like, oh shit, oh shit, this is real <laughs> janky. We got to put in a whole new track, probably is what they're doing. Yeah, it's so disappointing because we booked our trip when it was still supposed to open October thirty first. We were thinking we were going to get right in, and now you have no idea how depressed I am right now. Uh, we've been well, no, dealing with you this sound depression. exactly the same as when you're happy. I hate you, <laughs> Burn, <laughs> co-host Burn. <laughs> It happens sometimes. I'm sorry, my. I? I know I'm not. You're smiling right now. You're having. You like it. You love when people make fun of you. Uh huh. But what the closure did do, silver lining, is that it forced us to explore some of the other rides that we hadn't gone on, such as uh, California Screamin'. Mm-hmm. Which love it now is great. So good. You <clears throat> had you not gone on California? I hadn't gone on Seriously? it. Seriously? Yeah. That's a great roller coaster. It well, honestly, I thought it was. It just looked too scary. Um, nah. Well, I grew up like around fairgrounds and stuff that had those roller coasters, like the big white roller coasters that were made of wood that would like soak in the rain for nine months a year. And then like, I don't know, they were just terrifying to me. But like that one, I, I had to like barter with myself and be like, this is Disneyland. It's not like I'm going to die. Right. So I mean, that's the thing about all the Disneyland rides in both of the parks. They're fun. Yeah, and the thing that I hate about um, conventional roller coasters, I guess, is like when you are going up, like it's just so slow and you're just like, it's like that ratchety build up. to the top. And then depending on what car you're in, like you're, it's still going slow, like when it's going over the slope. And I hate that so much. And so they convinced me to go on it because they're like, it just, it's so fast. There's no anticipation. But when we did go on, when I went on it for the first time, um, it's one of those roller coasters where you have to kind of like click yourself in with like one of those over the body like vest things. Um, and, uh, and, and I clicked it in first, first mistake is that I clicked it in too tight because <laughs> it was too loose. And I was like, I think I need one more click. And then I was just like, oh no, I'm stuck. Oh no. And then, um, it went to like kind of that little starting zone and the ride broke down somewhere else and so i was just in like starting position for like not very long maybe three to four minutes which is very long when they have this weird clock ticking music and you're staring at this terrifying track of death so all of the apprehension that we said didn't exist suddenly existed it was there yeah but, but then every time after that was it delightful was great yes. yeah. hey let's talk about adobe type kit oh, i love adobe type kit so yeah right so useful, so the, useful. It's the best. It, it really is. I mean, Adobe type. I mean, technically, you could put, you could embed fonts on on sites before, but Adobe Type Kit really made the whole thing 
usable. Yeah, and beautiful. And we use it for every, all of our clients for all the web work we do. Yeah, we do too. And, you know, they've done all of the legwork of building relationships with different foundries. So there's a ton of things to choose from. And it's super easy to add to any website. And it works whether you're just, you know, setting up your blog or whether you're setting up a giant corporate site. Um, And they they've got rock solid customer service and they do a fantastic bang up job. Use Typekit. Yeah. And and you can try it out for free at uh, that's Typekit.com. Look, we didn't even read the notes on that one. We didn't need to. Because we didn't need to. Because let's make mistake, hearts, type kit. As anybody in the design industry should. No brainer. So thank you for sponsoring our show. My use type kit? No? You don't really need it around around the office? I think. No. <laughs> I'm never really embedding fonts in, in the office. Um, but I think if I had... And an opportunity to, I would. Based on what you guys are saying, it seems like the best thing. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever designed offices for anybody else? No, I haven't. I've uh, I've helped a couple friends with just ideas for their spaces, but I've never officially done what I do for Square for another company. Because our office looks like shit. I think your office is charming. Yeah. I think it's got a lot of really great tchotchkes in it. It's got that. But there's some issues with it. Well, I could give you a couple ideas if you're right. interested. I'll take them. Great. Charge him. Charge him. No <laughs> spec work. Shut up, Jesse. <laughs> <coughs> so, Jesse, if you could have any lady on Let's Make Mistakes for Lady Vember. Which lady would you have on? That's a really hard question because I'd have to balance it out by ladies I want to talk to and ladies that may mildly upset Mike the most. Um, Mike, I'm going to ask you a question. How do you feel about Beyonce? Uh, I think she's delightful. I don't really listen to her music. Uh, but, you know, Mike, she seems the, nice. What's the, um, like... Uh, like the, that the, single lady song was nice. <laughs> that just warmed my heart. So, Jesse, guest, lady guest, dream lady guest. Oh, God. Um, Time's up. It's Beyonce. Okay. Okay. Beyonce. That'd be delightful. That would be delightful. Actually, probably Lady Gaga. I don't know if you've seen what she's been doing lately, but it's real crazy. Quadcopter dress? Yeah. And uh, she, she, like, did a concert in New York recently. I think that's where her quadcopter dress was. And like for the opening number, she came out in like this full like white bodysuit with just little holes for eyes and like a weird cone cap uh, and was singing in front of a Jeff Koons statue of herself. And it's just like I started laughing out loud for like a minute because it was so ridiculous. She's absolutely insane. Uh, I like I've heard a few of her songs. Yeah, I know yeah. Erica. Erica's a Lady Gaga fan. Erica likes all sorts of crap. <laughs> we have we have like zero crossover in our musical tastes. Wow, that's difficult. Tell me about it. That's why you both have the great headphones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> that's what I got her for her birthday last year was headphones. So, because I was really tired of listening to the Pet Shop Boys. <laughs> 
So it's really a present for you. It is. <laughs> That's okay. Those are fun. <laughs> well, I actually think that we, um, we've talked ourselves out of time for today. I, yeah, I, I would agree. <laughs> Mike is just so ready for Lady Fember to be halfway over now. It wasn't so bad this time, was it? It wasn't bad. Nobody was, beat up on you. Maya, Amy was Jane a, wasn't here to yell at you. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Maya. Thanks for having me. You're a good podcaster. You should do it more often. It's my first podcast ever. Oh, Seriously? Yeah. We did fantastic. Maya's on like a press tour right now. You were in Wired. Yeah, that was recently. Fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She well, was a rising star of something something. Yeah. Champagne That's brunch. awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. There was no champagne at the rising star brunch. Oh, man. That ain't right. That's what was it? Rising star of uh, Northern Californian women of influence in real estate. It's pretty cool. And it's also a mouthful. So you're, so you're in the real estate industry. Yes. Yeah. I'm our, my official title is Global Facilities Manager. So that's real estate design and construction. Well, I think you're in tech, too. For tech. Yeah. Hey, I want to thank our sponsors this week. Once again, LittleCast. Adobe Type Kit, and I Want My Name. Thank you, Please sponsors. Please go give them your money so they can keep giving it to us. 